The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. On the viewpoint. We're talking about an initiative to train one million African software developers and it now reaches South Africa. Good evening, everybody. We are back here on SAFM, the 5th of September, 2022. The first hour has come and it has gone. That was hashtag the public lecture. We're moving on now. Innovation Tech, a conversation with Dr. More Chagana, CEO of Cybono, right here in the heart of Johannesburg CBD. In a bid to train 1 million software developers across the continent by 2027, PowerLearn Project in partnership with Adanian Labs South Africa and the ICRD Group's Startup Business Campus launched the hashtag OneMillDev program initiative at the Cybono Discovery Center. According to Africa Developer Ecosystem Report 2021, the demand for African computer software developers reached an all-time high last year on the backdrop of global economic crisis. The continent's developer ecosystem is growing and the total number of developers in Africa sits now at 716,000 and so much more is required. Let's hear now more on this topic from Dr. More Chagana, the CEO of Cybona. Dr. Chagana, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you very much, Sonjez. Good evening to you and your listeners. These should be exciting times now that we know the role technology can play in bringing more people into the mainstream and certainly offers an opportunity for South Africa to participate really in the next frontier. I mean, if we're talking about 4IR, this is an opportunity for South Africa to carve a niche for herself in the 4IR space. And the same can be said for the continent to meet the continent's developmental challenges. What are your thoughts in relation to that? And how is this particular program in a way going to address some of those issues? Indeed, Sonjeza. I mean, look at, that, look at it this way. In the continent currently, 60% of the population, and this is more than 1 billion people, are youth between 18 and 35 years. So what it tells you is that by 2030, in Africa only, more than 1 billion people will be consumers of software, as that's where the world is going. So in other words, if we as Africans, we want to grow the economy of the continent, it means we have to also take a lead in developing these softwares. Otherwise, we're going to continue to be consumers of products from outside the African continent, and these, cons- these products are very, very expensive. And that is why this project, Power Plan Project, which we've got, of course, our hashtag here is the hashtag one million deaths for Africa, with the purpose of capacitating at least one million young African software developers by 2027, precisely to bring down the cost of the software so that the market is very good in Africa here. But indirectly, and directly also, Sengerson, mm. this would increase the economy of it will grow the economies of africa think about it if we've got these software developers here in africa in south africa in particular mm. it simply means we'll produce our own product they'll innovate and these projects will be retailed will be you need engineers to fix them you need researchers to improve these products so this will directly contribute towards poverty reduction addressing inequalities 
but at the same time making sure that there's sustainable economic growth in the whole of Africa and South Africa in particular. So it's an exciting project. It certainly is an exciting problem, but one that I obviously have to engage, possibly even in the context of the previous conversation I had, and I hope that you were at least able to get parts of it. And the major concern in South Africa certainly is the fact that young people are not absorbed. They are not in training, a lot of them. They are not in education. They are not in employment. And there's a general sense of despondency. And one might even think at some point or another, something has to give. And when it should give, almost the scorched earth policy will take over where a lot of people will be losers and very little winners in that. The rate at which this program, for instance, the PLP, and what spin-offs it would yield, are we looking at the, do we know the kind of impact it will have, particularly on young people, so that we can look forward to positive developments that have real impact on the ground in relation to some of the nation's challenges? Yes, we do. I mean, we have been having some pockets of these types of programs that we've been running inside Bono with different partners, whereby we expose some of these use in terms of these program developer software. And we have seen these kinds of impacts, mm. whereby where we have exposed young people to these opportunities, they've came up with unbelievable solutions to our current programs. One example I can give with this, uh, one girl in one of the schools here in Gauteng who got exposed, immediately came up with a IT program that could assist in gender-based violence fighting. Just a South African product. So I am convinced that our youth out there in South Africa, those ones that we've just mentioned, all what they need is just to be exposed mm, to all mm. these things here. And this program, the good thing about it, it brings down tech training to the lower level sure. at where it's accessible. Because, I mean, roughly now to train at the beginner stage, a software developer, you're thinking about, about 17,000 rands, and to train a licensed certified software developer, you, you think about more than 500 million rands, which is very expensive. So, but that's where. 500 the, million or 500,000? 500,000 rands. Sure. Yes, my apology. And that is where now we realize this gap that we need to bring down this whole training to the lower people at an affordable pace. And because in this program, they don't have to pay anything. All what you need to do is to be an, a youth in South Africa between 18 and 35 years, grade 12 certificate, have a passion for software development, and then off you go. You are into the program, which runs for 16 weeks. But the good thing, again, Sonjes, mm. about this program, it's not only about training. Once you have done that, it creates an opportunity for you to innovate a real solution or a real product. And that you do amongst your own peers and you test it among also ICT companies that are also involved. Such that by the time you actually complete the program, you might be placed in a job, you might have created your own product as an entrepreneur, or you might even decide to further your studies. So that's always the future of the problem. That is the beauty of the program because time and again, the concern has always been, this is a brilliant idea, it certainly could work, Mm -hmm. but the next Mm -hmm. question is the funding for scalability purposes and distribution so that there can be uptake on this. That tends to be the stumbling block to the extent that we will now have at the end of the 16-week program, some, or at the end of the program after 2027, there will be certainly through this program, one million software developers trained and available. Do we have the kinds of conversations taking place now with industry and 
those with the capital, if you like, to be able to say we are looking for this so that one, the training among the million could be directed towards that? Or are they just mm-hmm. waiting in the wings, hoping to cherry pick what will work from them from the one million at the end of the cycle? Yes, of course. We are already engaging partners in terms of the uh, companies that are already in ICT. When we launched this particular one of the South African version on the 31st of August, we had invited some of these people that are already innovators, are running with companies. But that is important uh, again, Sondes. And that's why this program, we are spreading it across, across Africa because there are a number of companies, very, very good companies, somewhere in Nigeria, in Zambia. We know now Rwanda has taken up. So such that we can open it up for all Africans, in particular South Africans. Currently, we are actually in 10 countries, including Nigeria, including Ghana, including Tanzania, Zambia, Burundi, Kenya, Rwanda, and therefore involving ICT companies in these African countries. It will also assist these companies also to tap into all these people that are available now who can they can be employed as software developers. But again, let us not forget, we want some of these youth to create their own businesses so that they can create employment and therefore can grow the economy. Dr. Chagana, I am excited about this, and I think only because of time we'll have to stop it now. But I think once the program is up and you've got the first cohort, if you like, because it was launched early this year in Kenya, once this thing is up and running, please invite us to come. But more importantly, the invitation stands for you to come back and maybe bring one or two of those learners, particularly those from the margins of society, and you know what that should mean, so that we can truly engage the conversations that for too long have been stifled and trapped purely because there has been no access point to access that information. But for now, we do look forward to positive returns in what you guys do at Cybono. Well done. Thank you so much, Andrew. 2118, short and sweet, and that there, CEO of Cybono. After the break, Mark Haywood, editor, Maverick Citizen, health and human rights activist, talking to us about, of course, hashtag health on Monday, specifically medical xenophobia.